the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're sad, allow God to put a joy, a smile on your face. If you're married, give a good and warm greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good warm morning hug or welcome to your children and to all those who live with you. And do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning and contact friend so they can join in as well. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Good Holy Sunday, my dearly beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. We have spent almost an entire liturgical year um, since the time of Advent uh, to the time of Christmas to the time of uh, Epiphany to the time of Lent to the time of Holy Week to the Holy Triduum to Easter to Easter season and to Pentecost the coming of the Holy Spirit and now we have reached all the way the vestibule of God in his most holy trinity. This is how the seasons of the church are laid out for us in order to make us enter into the mystery of God and to help us understand, see, and become a part um, of the plan of salvation that God willed through which to save all of humanity. We shall pray together today with Psalm 8, speaking of the majesty of the Lord and man's dignity. We shall pray together with the intention that in our nation, people could turn from the darkness into light. People could turn from the culture of materialism, socialism, satanism, criticism, hate, anger, and the culture of a flesh, the culture of death, into dreaming again, seeing again, calling upon again the power of the kingdom of heaven. So we can remember that even though we are created in the flesh, yet we are still created in the image of God. That even though we have a brain and intellect, yet we are in the likeness of God to soar in our spirits as we raise both in body and soul to meet God and to be with him and to inherit the internal kingdom. Today, in a very special way, our prayer intention uh, will be addressed to the people in Missouri, to the people in the neighboring state of Kansas as well, and in our United States, who uh, in the last uh, probably 10 or some days, um, or 15 days almost, uh, we have seen on the news, all over the news, on liberal media, on conservative media, social media, article, news articles, uh, newspapers. Uh, uh, we have seen tons of coverage 
uh, about the story of the um, incorrupt body of Sister Wilhelmina Lancaster, the founders of the Abbey of uh, St. Mary, uh, Queen of the Apostles in Brewer, Missouri. You know, we have with us on the show John and Irene Sharon, a husband and a wife, a spiritual family to me, my spiritual parents, if I may call them, mom and dad to four children who are all my friends, and grandma and grandpa for 14 grandchildren, actually, and a very good and well-informed Catholic couple from Kansas City, whom I have known for years now. John and Irene are faithful citizens of our country and a good example of the love of God and the neighbor. They are occasional visitors of the Benedictine Abbey of the Benedictine Sisters of Mary, Queen of the Apostles in Gower, Missouri, where recently on May 18, 2023, the body of Sister Wilhelmina and foundress of the Abbey, who died four years ago, was found incorrupt. Uh, I look forward with you. Um, my beautiful listeners uh, on Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre to hear from them as eyewitnesses of this unique phenomenon, which in Catholic traditions and in apostolic Christian tradition in general is interpreted as a sign of holiness. First of all, let us start our prayer. O God, come to my assistance. O Lord, make haste to help. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning. The beginning is now, never shall be a world without end. Amen. Come and stay with us, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. How great is your name, O Lord our God, through all the earth. Your majesty is a praise above the heavens. On the lips of children and of babes, you have found the praise to foil your enemy, to silence the foe and the rebel. When I see the heavens, the work of your hands, the moon and the stars which you arranged, what is man that you should keep him in mind, mortal man that you care for him? Yet you have made him little less than a god. With the glory and honor you crowned him, gave him a power over the works of your hand, put all things under his feet, all of them, sheep and cattle, Yes, even the savage beasts, birds of the air, and fish that make their way through the waters. How great is your name, O Lord our God, through all the earth. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Dear Irene, dear John, good Sunday morning to you. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Father. And uh, from Kansas and from Missouri, now we are sharing with the people of Colorado uh, that the Father is love, the Son is grace, the Holy Spirit is a bond of fellowship. O oh, blessed Trinity, have mercy on us. You are good friends. You are my spiritual family. And now you are friends of this beautiful show. Good Sunday morning with Father Andre on KNUS. What is your message to people in your neighboring state in Colorado, if you were to speak on the Sunday, what do you think the best way in your experience to spend Sunday? With our Lord. God is good. He's there for you. All you have to do is go. <laughs> Show up for him. <laughs> he gives us seven days a week, and the least we can do is one hour on a Sunday. Well, Irene... Uh, 
I've known you for the longest time, you and John and all of your children, uh, who are all my really, my spiritual brothers and sisters. You are occasional visitors of this uh, beautiful abbey. It seems that it is in the middle of nowhere. But I have known you because I used to come to Kansas. You would host us in your house. We would have Bible studies. We would have masses at St. Joseph in Shawnee Mission Parkway. Uh, you know, uh, th there is a history um, in which you practiced your faith. Um, that this incident of Sister Wilhelmina, when you went, you visited her body. Did you feel something special? Did this did this incident uh, come to crown your faith? Did it add something to your faith practice? Oh, absolutely. It always adds something. If you see something that is totally contrary to our world, but I didn't need it for that, but I wanted to see and to touch her because they were going to put her body, which they had planned to put the bones on the main altar of their church. But I wanted to actually be able to touch her body, which we were able to. And while we did that, you realize how good God is because he knows we're human and we need to not only understand, but to actually physically touch things and people. And knowing that is just, it's pretty incredible that he comes down to our level so that we can know that he is God. John, United States has authority. United States has a power. United States has supremacy, as a matter of fact, whether we use it for good or for bad. Um, United States has a soul. You're a man of faith. You're a man of dignity. You're a man who raised a great family. And you do pay taxes, like every American, like every good American. <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. my question is kind of like, I would say, double-edged sword. Are you proud, as American, more in the system we have or more in the practice of our faith that we are able to live it in the United States? And are you afraid we might lose such an opportunity? I am afraid that if we don't stand up for our faith, if we do not fight for what we believe in, it will go away. And I guess, you know, I wanted to see Sister Wilhelmina because I grew up in Missouri. You got to show me. I got to see it to believe it. And sure enough, there she was. And then I believe it. And I touched her. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she's been dead for four years. And she looks like she just went to sleep. You know, it's an eye-opening experience. But while we were there waiting for our two hours in line to see, to view her, another three or four hundred people showed up. When I got there, I just said, oh, my goodness, look at this. There's cars everywhere. The whole area was filled with vehicles, and they had to open up a field across the road from the place to, to have parking. And the knights that were working said, we don't know. I believe that on Memorial Day... There'll be another 10,000 people. So uh, I have to say people are naturally curious, but even people that are not Catholic were there because they wanted to see this. Sister Wilhelmina, um, an African-American, 95 years old, a musician, uh, formed a beautiful choir, the Benedictine um, Gregorian chants, actually. They did beautiful religious sacred music, and it picked up and 
this convent, or we call it abbey, because they, they are uh, cloistered nuns, pontifical order, live in the middle of nowhere in Missouri. Can you describe to us a little bit the geographic area of, of that abbey? Farmland. It was farmland out in the middle of, I don't want to say middle of nowhere, but it was where people grew crops. And a, a little creek at the bottom of their hill, it's 15 miles from St. Joseph, Missouri, which is on the border. So it's 15 miles into Missouri. Just very simple lives of farming and just a tiny, tiny town where they have their monastery. When we were there previously, we wanted to see their vestments. Uh, they make priests' vestments, and uh, they do beautiful work, never knowing that down the road we would be going up there for this incorrupt body of Sister Wilhelmina. So my understanding, there were many lines formed. And it took you a few hours to make it in front of the body, which is not in glass yet. You are one of the actually privileged visitors to have been able to reach the body prior to um, its moving to a glass coffin under the, the, the altar, I believe. How was your experience? Well, there was a great respect among everyone. Uh, adults and children, lots of little families uh, with babies and whatever. And uh, they would, you know, kneel and pray next to her body. I laid my rosaries and my medals on her uh, habit and uh, just asked for her intercession for, for all of us. Some of the people said that they had heard that they had a, smelled a very sweet fragrance when they were near her, I did not. But it was very beautiful to see all the people that had come. Well, Irene, Jesus has authority over death and over life. The incorrupt body of Sister Wilhelmina, did it convey to you a sense that is different than the previous experience with death? I know you've been around family members who probably died. I know we spoke to you and me about you, you, can you compare when you got to the body, the way you touched it, uh, compared to, I guess, uh, somebody from your family? Who passed oh, away? yes. I wanted to touch her hands. The, the body parts that were showing were her hands that were folded on her chest and her face. I wanted to just touch and see what they felt like, if they felt like the regular, you know, like we would feel each other's hands. When my father died, I purposely touched his body to make sure that I could comprehend that he was gone because he died very suddenly. And his hands were embalmed and they were hard and cold, very firm and cold. Whereas hers felt different. They weren't real soft because I guess when they were, they exhumed her body when they were digging it up, she had things uh, from the wooden box fall on her, dirt and whatever. And uh, so they, to protect the face and the hands, they put a light covering of wax over them. So you could feel like, you know, if you felt some wax object or what, you know, that's what you could feel. But she, she was very real. She looked like regular, like she had just died. We were definitely not thinking that she was other than, you know, I mean, it was miraculous that she was just lying there. The way she was. It didn't, it didn't give you the same sensation as if you are in front of a dead body. Right? No. 
No, no, not at all. And it gave me, it actually gave me great hope because God knows that we are human and we need to have human experiences of touch and seeing. And there we were. I mean, he came down to our level and said, okay, well, this is where she is, you know? You are actually very, very blessed. It's it's very lucky. You know, um, uh, something similar happened in the life of Jesus after his resurrection. You know, on the third day, on Sunday of Easter, we say that the Lord appeared to his apostles and um, and uh, the, 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 the doors were locked and he stands in the midst in the room and he says, peace be with you. But one of the disciples, apostles, was not with them. And that is St. Thomas. You know, uh, and, and eight days later, Thomas came and he was in the upper room. We call this um, the Sunday after Easter, in which recently in the church we celebrate the, the Feast of Divine Mercy. The Feast of Divine Mercy. Then Jesus comes and he stands and he tells them, I came, peace be with you. He calls for Thomas and he tells them, come and touch, put your finger in my wound. Um, it's Missouri. John, what do we have about Missouri? And, and, and show me something. It's a show me state. And sometimes, like Thomas, we have to be shown. <laughs> Seeing is believing. And I think that's why there were so many hundred people up there that day. They couldn't believe that she'd been gone that long and not just a bag of bones. And they wanted to see for themselves. Yeah. Something unique you told about the weight of body. Can, can you read that? Before, Irene, I know you have a little statement that you were able to pull um, about the body and stuff. But yeah. the, the size of the body, what I want to know, and the out, the habit, the habit. I think that that habit is a remarkable sign uh, as much as the body itself. As it, was, was, it was excellent. It was, it, it was as, as if it was yes. brand new. I mean, yes. it looked good. No. No moth holes, no, no. I mean, it was just intact, everything. Well, and normally, uh, if the wood would uh, decompose, certainly the fabric of her habit would have done that. But the wood had decomposed, but her, her body and her habit, her nun's habit, were totally intact. But the, the, it had a little uh, flyer next to her body, and it said, the careful process of cleaning and removing the dirt and mold began, and the body began to lose volume since the initial exhumation with exposure to air. Thus, some shrinking and darkening took place. All facial, facial features were visible, but as falling dirt had caused damage, especially to the right eye, a sister carefully crafted a wax mask to cover the face. We also put a protective cover of wax over her hands. And I think that's a great idea, especially since they had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of visitors come and actually touch her. Wow, and they actually got to touch her. Yes. yes. Oh, absolutely. We had recently gone on a trip, a uh, pilgrimage to Italy, and we were... Uh, near some wonderful incorrupt bodies, uh, Padre Pio and and St. Clair, and even Blessed Carlo um, Acutis. Yes. And yes. There, there is a glass in front of his body. 
although he looks like he just literally just fell asleep. And it's just very, very beautiful to see how real. I mean, it you can't, it's just miraculous. It's a, it's a God thing that he would not be de- decomposed. You know, and, and so far, so far in, in our history of the church, uh, at least in, in, in the Catholic side, there are over 250 saints, 250 saints. There's like three, four of them in Lebanon, Lebanon, this little tiny country. There's like three or four saints uh, who, who have died 100 years back to 100 years ago um, or a little less than 100 years ago. And their bodies are still in, in, incorrupt. What do you think about this incorruptibility? Um, I'm not going to put you to a test. You're not theologians. I'm not going to speak theology. But what does incorruptibility reflect? What, what, how do you interpret incorruptibility? I would take it as, number one, holiness, and the fact that God shows, basically, if we believe that we will we will be alive. I mean, like, she's alive in heaven, I'm sure. John, what do you think about incorruptibility? I'm, I'm pretty much of the same accord. I, I if, if uh, you know, I've been reading a book lately uh, about near-death experiences, and everybody talks about seeing people that they knew that it were killed in accidents or drowned, and they're, they're the way they remember them. They're, they haven't aged. They look wonderful, you know, and and they they welcome them. And then they, they realize that I can't stay. What about my children? You know, and they don't want to go back. <laughs> they want to stay. <laughs> well, so, I, I want to tell you and our listeners on uh, Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre conversing uh, about the story of eyewitnesses, uh, Irene and John Sherry from Kansas City. Uh, they live about an hour and a little bit over away from Gower, Missouri, um, where the um, incorrupt body of Sister Wilhelmina Lancaster was found, the editors and the founders of uh, the Abbey of the Benedictine Sisters of Mary, Queen of the Apostles, as they were getting ready to move her body to bury it uh, on the altar of St. Joseph, um, extending uh, their church chapel. They went and they dug with their hands uh, the actual grave, and um, John tells me that the first comment uh, the current abbotus made is something you cannot research on Google. Um, can you tell us about that? What was that comment? Irene, I guess you have the story. I think I saw it online at one of the, I, I wanted to say a Catholic news agency or something, but it was like when the, when the foot, first she sees her foot and she goes, there's a foot. And then she said, when she looked further, she saw the body and the habit and everything. And she said, what do I do? Now? Yeah, what do I do? She said, you can't Google these kind of things. <laughs> what to do when you find an incorrupt body. <laughs> well, thank you so very much for coming to the show. Uh, good Sunday morning with other Andre. I want to answer the same question I asked you. The incorruptibility for me is another sign through which our Lord Jesus Christ is confirming the words he said to Peter in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16, verse 16. You are the rock, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I do believe that the uh, incorruptibility of the body of the saints 
is another remarkable sign made by God and God alone as an indication that the church is indestructible. And in such a way, uh, we are the sign of the new heaven and the earth, um, the, the sign of the kingdom of God who lives in eternity despite our mortal bodies. Um, I can only wait um, and see that in the United States um, seems to have now entered into the mystery of God, who through Sister Wilhelmina seems to want to speak to us in the U.S., um, who are being occupied by materialism, socialistic ideologies, positivism, satanism, even the culture of the flesh and the culture of death. What is a sign that God is trying to communicate with us? We shall wait and see how the glory of God will unfold to chastise the evil doers, to give opportunity to people to repent, to correct the paths of our nation. So it finally joins up it's a spiritual destiny and do the will of God in Jesus Christ. As the Virgin Mary said, do what he tells you. This convent, this abbey is consecrated to the Virgin Mary, Queen of the Apostles. And this is the Pentecost season, actually. And then the Lord seems to want to console the hearts of the believers in America who have for years and years waited and have experienced tremendous amount of pressure, oppression and forms of persecution and intimidation. We look forward to see how God's divine will um, is bringing us salvation and peace. Sometimes the bodies of the saints are the most effective tool for evangelization that knows no limits and supersede all forms of religious ideologies and religions. But God bless you and may Almighty God bless us all, protect us from all evil, forgive us our sins and bring us all to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 9.30 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.